It's uh, 27 minutes to two. Gee, the important issue of uh, single-use plastics. The ban begins officially as of today here in South Australia. And joining us right now from uh, Green Industries SA, the Deputy Chief Executive, Dr Ian Overton, and the uh, Director of Policy and Strategy, Mr Ian Harvey. Ian, and, or Ian and Ian it is. Good afternoon, gentlemen, and welcome to 5AA. Good afternoon, Tony. Well, the uh, the South Australian government, good on them, has committed to uh, reduce single-use plastics in South Australia. This uh, this ban effectively comes into place today, begins on this uh, Monday, the 1st of March. And um, so the, the ban on single-use plastics uh, uh, in 2009 was a ban on single-use plastics like plastic straws and plastic cutlery and, uh, and plastic stirrers. I mean, it's really an effective thing. Uh, uh, without putting you on the spot, gentlemen, why are we the only state? kind of leading this initiative. I mean, good on us for doing this, but why aren't there, are the other states following us? Uh, Ian, Ian Overton. Uh, perhaps I'll um, handle that one at CNH here, Tony. So, look, the, the answer to your question is um, we've South Australia's jumped out of the blocks early on this, yeah. uh, but we're not the only jurisdiction that's heading down on this journey. So I'm in quite regular contact with my counterparts in the other states and territories, and most, if not all, are somewhere along the, the same pathway that, that we've been on for some time now. It's just that uh, through the strong leadership of our, of our government, we've... Uh, made a landing on it first but certainly queensland has legislation in uh, in the in development as does the australian capital territory and the others are you know are also following on this same this same trajectory our guest this afternoon dr ian overton who's the deputy chief executive and the director of policy and strategy <laughs> uh, mr ian harvey from green industry south australia i mean um, we were the first to uh, to introduce a, a, a 10 cent deposit on uh, on beverage containers uh, the other states eventually took it up took them years and years later i mean uh, it's just a just a great initiative i mean uh, how will businesses be supported to manage the transition i mean some of them you think perhaps if they've pre-ordered or they've got stock due to arrive in the next couple of months or so, how will the, how will they be affected and how will they be supported to, to manage this transition that for some of them is probably a, a fairly challenging sort of a move? Uh, yeah, look, that's a, look, it's a good question and one that we've certainly um, been working on. Uh, the, the, the short answer is that we've got quite a few measures in place. So we've got uh, an on-the-ground program uh, that's been running for the last sort of 18 months or so, uh, where we've got uh, a non-government organisation, Boomerang Alliance. They're working hand in hand with cafes and restaurants to try and help them to transition away from a, a range of single-use plastic products, not, not just the ones that are in the frame of this legislation, but beyond that. Um, and so that's a real practical, on-the-ground type approach. Uh, and already before uh, even today, uh, where the bans on um, single-use plastic straws, stirrers, and plastic cutlery come into place, we've had 16 of those cafes and restaurants uh, achieve what we call champion status ahead of the legislation. So really the government's chocking the wheels on uh, a kind of a, a, a journey that many uh, in the hospitality sector have been on for some time. Um, we've also got uh, a helpline number for businesses that want to find out uh, more about the legislation and, uh, and what resources that uh, they can draw upon to help uh, in communicating with their customers, but also helping to inform their staff on how to go about that communication. So uh, that's our www.replacethewaste.sa.gov.au uh, website. So they're just a couple of ways that we've um, been going about this. Uh, and I was 
I would also state that the legislation passed in um, September last year and that really was the formal signal to the business sector that uh, you know to get ready for this change so they've had six months or so to to do that but prior to that even as early as um, January 2019 when we first released our consultation paper I think it's put the community including the business community on notice that the South Australian government was serious they were looking to do uh, to you know remove some of these single-use plastic items uh, from the marketplace and, and so I'd I'd have to say, I think that you know, there'd be no surprises to business about this. And Tony, the, uh, the can ban I just, on sorry, Tony, yes, can I just please, add Ian? It, it, the uh, hotline that Ian just mentioned is part of our replace the waste campaign, and we've had a task force in place now for quite a while, which includes fifteen organisations across the disability sector, uh, across the packaging waste sectors as well, uh, and also the retailers, mm. hospitality. So we've involved a lot of people in developing up this, and I. And I think also this really provides an opportunity for businesses uh, to actually get a, a head start on the world, really, because as this moves across the world in terms of banning single-use plastics, we're in a, play, in a position that businesses here can actually develop some of this unique packaging and provide the alternatives. And, and if we do that, we've got a global market to create jobs within South Australia. Ian, what's that, uh, what's that hotline number for somebody wanting information? Uh, if you go to, if your listeners go to replacethewaste.sa.gov.au, uh, there will be all that information there. There's uh, there's fact sheets there. There's a list of the items that are banned and the ones uh, that c- could be used as alternatives. Uh, and there'll be the information on the hotline there. Okay, so it's replacethewaste.sa.gov.au. .sa.gov. And all of the information available there. Rowan's sending us a text. He says, um, what other changes is the South Australian government looking at, being as we seem to be the, the forerunners of this sort of legislation? And, and Rowan's uh, question is along the lines of bottles and tin cans and also ciggies, cigarette butts. Oh, yeah. Okay. Gentlemen, yep. Tony, <laughs> what's yep, the answer to that one? Well, it's a, it's a, a great uh, inquiry from Rowan, but w- what I can say is today, 1st of March uh, 2021, we've, uh, as we know, single plastic straws, drink stirrers and cutlery at band. The legislation that's been developed to support this government initiative clearly signals that on the 1st of March 2022, expanded polystyrene cups, bowls, plates and clamshell clamshell containers will be banned on that date along with uh, oxo-degradable products. So they're, uh, Tony, they're a a plastic product that incorporates a chemical to assist in their breakdown under certain conditions like UV and effectively all it does is break those uh, oxy-degradable products into tinier pieces of plastic. So we're getting rid of those uh, this time next year. But the legislation also clearly signals our intention to turn our attention to things like coffee cups and coffee cup lids, uh, plastic stem cotton wool buds, uh, thicker plastic bags. So there are a range of other items that can come under the framework of this legislation, but importantly, we will be consulting with the task force that Ian Overton mentioned earlier, and there will be some community consultation around that as well. We're talking about the fact that the the ban on single-use plastics begins in South Australia as of today, the beginning of March, and we're talking with Dr Ian Overton, who's the Deputy Chief Executive of Green Industries SA, and Ian Ian Harvey. Ian is the Director of Policy and Strategy for the organisation. A text from Margaret, uh, gentlemen, um, whilst uh, offering congratulations on the initiative, what about interstate suppliers of these plastic products? Have they been informed of the changes that are imminent, well, as of today, for existing orders? 
orders and some perhaps already on the way to South Australia. What happens there? Uh, yep, look, the, the short answer to that one, Tony, is yes, they're aware of it. We've communicated, part of our communications campaign has not just been with the retailers and the cafes and restaurants, but it's been with the manufacturers, the distributors and the supplier of these banned products. So there's certainly no surprises. Uh, and as I said, they've had a fair bit of uh, lead time to get in place the kind of uh, the arrangements to, to ensure that they're, they're not left with stranded stock. All righty. Uh, this is from Barry, a small retailer. As a deli up there at Glenunga, he said, what do I do with existing stocks of these plastic straws and cups, etc.? He said, uh, am I then compensated for these or is it simply a case of throw them away? Uh, look, uh, look, I would not encourage them to be thrown away, but certainly if they are um, the, the products that are banned as of today, then they can no longer be sold, supplied or distributed. Uh, what I would uh, encourage is uh, to go to our Replace the Waste uh, website because it does have some options about how you might be able to effectively recycle any surplus stock that you you still have on hand. It's uh, 17 minutes to two. Uh, gentlemen, uh, kind of a, um, a general sort of a question. Why, and I, I'm glad we are, why are we here in South Australia among the first to introduce these bans? I think, Tony, that it's really part of our DNA. Um, we've been used to protecting our resources and, our, and valuing our waste since 1977 when we brought in the 10-cent deposit scheme and in 2009 the, the ban on uh, sh plastic shopping bags. So it's really part of who we are. It's part of our clean and green sort of image that we provide. Uh, and and also that South Australia is, is, is relatively small. We're very innovative. We're very industrious. So we are able to take advantage of these kind of changes. Right up. Yeah, I'm glad we're doing it. You've got a question for the gentleman. Here's the opportunity. Give us a ring or send us a text or an email, whatever the case might be. We're talking about the fact that ban on single-use plastics begins as of today, the beginning of March, this first this Monday. And we're talking Dr Ian Overton, the Deputy Chair, uh, the Deputy um, Chief Executive of Green Industries, and Ian Harvey, the Director of Policy and Strategy. Back in a moment or so, it's just on 16 minutes to two now. Can't hear all that now, can you? That's because this home has a Jolong double glazed window and door system featuring high performance sound insulation and heat resistance. That's not all Jolong can do for you. They can also help design your home with the light luxury and elegance you desire. And Jolong is on this journey with you for life with lifetime service. Visit jolong.com.au. You can't go past IGA for hundreds of weekly specials right across the store, like Lynx Antiperspirant or Deodorant Body Spray 165 mil selected variety. Is 350 half price and Gatorade one liter varieties 250 now at IGA offer ends March two participating stores only. Right, though it's a little after well, no, it's nearly a quarter to two. The uh, the people at Caritas have got the eleven retirement villages around Adelaide, all of them beautifully presented. The people who live there are very happy. As I said to you a few times, the thing to do is to give them a ring at Caritas and make it a, an appointment, a time for you and to the and for the family to go on down to one of their eleven retirement villages and just have a look at just how good the setup is. Not only that but actually talk to the people who are living there. And these are the people who are loving it, and these are the people who are enjoying it, and they'll tell you just how good one of the uh, Caritas retirement villages are. 
All of them are close to key amenities, uh, including shops and medical facilities and public transport. And in the case of the one down at Glenelg, the Caritas Retirement Village at Glenelg is about four or five minutes comfortable stroll down to Jetty Road and about five minutes away to the beach itself. All of them, they've, uh, they're beautiful. They've got one-bedroom stylish apartments and even three-bedroom more spacious homes too. And they've got these tailored financial support options. What this effectively does enables you to get into a Caritas retirement village, suiting your budget at a lot, uh, lot earlier than you might have expected. And the number of people who say, love living here and should have done it a long time ago. Give them a call and make an appointment. Say, look, Pilko suggested I give you a ring and actually go on down and talk to the people who live and enjoy one of the Caritas Retirement Villages. Simply give them a buzz and make an appointment on 1300 796 311 or if you like, go online, caritasretirementvillages.com.au. Caritas Retirement Villages, building as they do, better communities. Wherever you are, you can rely on the Australian to keep you informed. Fuel your thinking with a digital subscription across all devices. Access the ultimate news feed in the Australian app and breaking news alerts. Visit theaustralian.com.au slash subscribe. I'm Cathy Nagel, the Chief Executive of Western Hospital at Henley Beach. We are proud to announce the opening of our new cardiovascular theatre, which will occur in March. This theatre will ensure that residents of Adelaide will have greater choice for their cardiovascular procedures. Western Heart Care and our vascular surgeons will ensure your care and safety is their priority. Western Hospital, your hospital that cares. For more information, call 8159 1200 or visit Western Hospital. G'day, it's Eddie May here from NRG Solar. If you've postponed your overseas trip, whether you plan to sun yourself on the deck of a cruise ship or hang out on a tropical island, you can still make the most of the sun and invest in solar panels. It's a smart move because you'll actually be getting a great return on your investment. And with the money you've saved, you'll be able to take an even better holiday. Say bon voyage to your power bills forever. Visit nrgsolar.com.au or drop into our showroom on South Road at Richmond. Ready for adventure? Dave Benson Caravans have over 120 caravans and campers ready for your next one. With overseas travel off the cards for a while, invest your holiday dollars in a DBC caravan. Your valued dollars don't disappear. They remain in the asset of your luxury van. And you get to enjoy a holiday seeing Australia's beauty. Come see the caravan specialists at Dave Benson Caravans to tailor your dream holiday on wheels. Your adventure begins here. 64 Grand Junction Road, Kilburn. At Spotlight or Windows, what you make it? Save a massive 50% off the entire range of ready-to-hang forward Venetian blinds. 50% off the entire range of made-to-measure forward Venetian blinds. So cool it, block it and shade it for less. Explosions apply. At Spotlight, it's what you make it. Scraped your caravan, Walker Crash Repairs, an RAA-approved caravan crash repairer. This is Tony Pilkington. Wayne and Phil and Andrea and Sue, we'll get to you in a moment or so. It's uh, just on 12 minutes to 2. We're talking with Dr Ian Overton, who's the Deputy Chief Executive of Green Industries here in South Australia, and uh, Ian Harvey. Ian is the Director of Policy and Strategy for the organisation. We've got telephone calls all over the joint. The first of them is from, uh, let's see, uh, Modbury North, and uh, Wayne's given us a ring from up there. Good afternoon, Wayne. Good afternoon. Not every day I get a chance to speak to the three wise men at the same time. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, go on. <laughs> uh, just with these, uh, the plastic straws and that, and just having a bit of a look on social media and all that today, there does seem to be some uh, uh, some misunderstanding that uh, it's a total ban, whereas I understood from the news service I saw last night, 
some chemist shops or pharmacies will actually be stocking some of these plastic items for people with disabilities who can't use paper products and that. Can the gentleman confirm if that's correct? Uh, yep, Wayne, look, you're, you're spot on and you've done that research really well. Uh, an important part of uh, framing up this legislation was to have regard to the needs of uh, people in our community with a disability or a medical need where in reality uh, a plastic um, straw is the only type of straw that they can use because of its flexible nature. And so the legislation specifically uh, provides um, provisions so that people with a disability or a medical need that go to a cafe or restaurant and request a straw will be provided with one. The important part of that uh, provision is that the that the business or cafe that chooses to stock the straws for that purpose can only provide them on request from the person with a disability or medical need and that those uh, individual straws must be behind the counter so they can't be on public display. And you're quite right, Wayne, the other aspect of making straws accessible to people who actually rely on them for medical disability needs is we, we do have them available in prescribed uh, premises and that includes um, places like council offices, pharmacies, uh, aged care facilities, uh, medical and dental facilities and also charitable organisations. So we've tried to cover off to the extent they were able in legislation like that to make sure that the, the special needs and wants of people with a disability and medical need are covered. Okay, Wayne, thank you for the call. Uh, down to Port Adelaide and Phil is on the line with a question for the gentleman. Good afternoon, Phil. Yeah, good afternoon, Phil. How are you going? Well, yeah, uh, we'll Phil, be, we'll, all of us are well. Yeah, that's good. My question to uh, the gentleman there, uh, stadiums, Adelaide Oval, uh, any stadium that has drinking back at the seats, how do you think that's going to happen? Yeah, Phil, look, uh, that's, uh, again, a really good question. Um, and, and places like stadiums and, uh, and event uh, venues um, have a real opportunity to make some difference here because they're kind of closed environments, so they've got a lot of control about the sort of packaging that they make available to people who attend those events. I can tell you uh, that the uh, Adelaide Oval Stadium Management Authority is really keen on uh, looking at all of its packaging formats, uh, not just across its beverages, uh, its drinks, but everything from its chips to the other um, offerings that it provides in that catering area. And I've just recently been there with the Boomerang Alliance to to help them on that journey. Certainly, um, reusable cups is an option. There are, you know, uh, issues that uh, go with that around making sure that it can be returned and washed and properly sanitised and, and reused. But, um, look, I can assure you that uh, that particular venue in particular is... is uh, is already compliant with the legislation and looking to go beyond that. So uh, it's very encouraging. Righto, let's go to uh, Clemsic and this time around with a question for our two Ians. Uh, Andrea's on the telephone. Andrea, good afternoon. Good afternoon, how are you? Oh, yeah, we're um, all well, thank you. That's good. I just have a question with regards to, you know, when you walk into the um, petrol stations that you can buy the sandwiches in those little plastic flips, these container things, are they going to go as well? Because your pies and pasties you can buy and they just stick in paper bags, but your sandwiches are all pre-packaged. And it's the same in some of the other places, the shops that you go into and everything like this. Some of the stuff is pre-packaged in these plastic-type containers. Are you looking at them? 
It's a great question, Andrea. Um, there is so much plastic packaging, isn't there, uh, out there in our supermarkets uh, and our cafes, etc. Uh, this particular ban is only about plastic straws, plastic cutlery and plastic stirrers, but we will be looking at other items. Um, certainly anything that's plastic that is single use that we're not getting real good value out of uh, is on our radar. And we'll be using our task force and going out to community consultation to see what those items are. And, um, yeah, no, we'll keep that in mind. Thank you. Righto, we'll go to Moon to Bay in a moment or so. Gentleman from uh, Graham is sending us a text. He says, uh, fellas, he says, uh, are plastic toys likely to be reviewed in this, uh, in this discussion that's underway at the moment? He said just about every toy these days is made of plastic. Uh, yes, look, that's, uh, I agree. Um, I've got, uh, grandchildren and just about everything, uh, they're, they're playing with is, uh, has some component of plastic in it. Look, they're not in the frame, uh, yet, I'd have to say, but, uh, again, it's one of those, uh, areas that with community support and, uh, community pressure brought to bear, it's certainly something that we could turn our attention to, but I'd have to say not in the frame just yet, but I accept the, the point you're making that, uh, you know, plastic is just ubiquitous within our lives, including in our children's toys. Right, uh, the ban on single-use plastics actually begins as of today, the beginning of March, the 1st of March, here in South Australia. Let's go to Moota Bay and uh, on the telephone, Sue from there with a question for our guests. Good afternoon, Sue. Good afternoon, guys. My question is, aeroplanes coming in uh, from interstate and they refuel and they take on food... Are they going to have plastic taken away from the little boxes you get for food and replaced with proper knives and forks? And therefore, you've got knives on board at all times. That's a well. It's a good question and an interesting one. So we've certainly, um, well, I've certainly been to meetings where we've had uh, the likes of the major airlines uh, looking at their packaging. I, I don't know what their intentions are around, um, you know, uh, reusable, um, type cutlery such as you've suggested, but certainly they will need to be compliant with the legislation as it relates to the single use plastic cutlery, uh, drink stirs and, and, uh, straws effective today. Um, there are other options they can look at. For example, um, uh, there's compostable, um, bamboo and wooden type cutlery. Uh, which, which are becoming increasingly more acceptable within our community. Um, so that, you know, there's certainly options they can look at, um, beyond, uh, metal knives, which I think you're suggesting could be used, uh, in ways that we might not like on an airplane. Gentlemen, uh, a final question. What about for those people with a, with a health issue or a disability issue who need plastic straws to, uh, to drink and, and to, to eat food? How are they catered for? Uh, Tony, the legislation allows for an exemption for the use of plastic, single-use plastic, uh, for medical and health reasons. So if they go into a cafe or a restaurant, uh, they can just ask for a plastic straw. There won't be any sort of requirement to actually prove uh, that you need that straw, but that they hopefully they, behind the counter they will have some straws that they can provide you. Um, also able, of course, to bring your own should you wish to have a collection of those straws to, to be able to take places, then they're available from our prescribed sellers such as the pharmacies, the local government, um, medical centres as well. Right, uh, and of course the environment will be an immediate uh, beneficiary of this I mean, how how long will will it take before we start to see 
real changes to the environment as a result of this plastic ban? I think I think we'll see changes immediately. I mean, something like eight million tons of plastic waste enters our oceans each year. Uh, but you know, plastic straws and cutlery is a, perhaps you might consider a small component of that. But just give you a figure here: in South Australia, we use seven hundred thousand plastic straws a day. Um, so if a we can day. a day and five hundred thousand pieces of plastic cutlery a day. So if we can address and ban those, I mean, you know, I think that is a significant step. I think it, it is a step in the right direction, uh, and we'll be bringing and tackling other kinds of plastic in the future. Ian and uh, Ian Overton and Ian Harvey, thank you for the time this afternoon, gentlemen. Enjoy that. If you want to find out more about it, reducethewaste.sa.gov.au. The information is all available there. We're back after the 2 o'clock news with the vet, Dr Derek McNair.